0: We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 42 with Dr. Jackie Stavros. Jackie is a pioneer in sharing the techniques of appreciative inquiry and the author of a groundbreaking book titled Conversations Worth Having. After completing her undergrad degree and her MBA, Jackie had an opportunity to pursue a doctorate in management at Case Western Reserve University. It was there that her knowledge and passion for appreciative inquiry began. AI has now become one of the most widely used approaches for creating positive change, and Jackie has spoken in over 30 countries to spread these principles and is the author of six books. In this short snippet from our original conversation, Jackie shares the importance of positive questions, the two fundamental practices of appreciative inquiry, and we also discuss different types of questions that generate progress and inspiration. Jackie believes that our conversations create our moments and influence the world we live in. By learning the principles of conversations worth having, we can all learn to lead positive change through our words. If you get value from this flashback episode, please consider supporting one of our sponsors by visiting changinglivespodcast.com deals. BrainFuel was founded by Cutco Vector alum Colton Horn to help high achievers maintain all-day focus in their endeavors. You can get 35% off your first case of BrainFuel by using the discount code CLSK when you order. BrainFuel just launched into 3,000 CVS stores. Check it out and pick up additional cases to help one of our own alums on his mission to change lives. Enjoy this flashback segment from Dr. Jackie Stavros and be sure to revisit our full conversation at episode number 42. When you got to case, you were influenced very largely by a David Cooper writer and I would love to hear more about this because, you know, I have met David a few times now and Knowing what I know about him, I feel like this is a guy that really is changing the world in so many ways. Sort of the father of a concept called appreciative inquiry, which is a big part of what you teach and train. Uh, what can you tell us about the influence of David in your life?
1: Well, um, because of David and also his his mentor, Ron Fry, I quit my first job in my career. And that was because my CEO gave me a blessing to go back to school in the time and I was learning about appreciative inquiry, which at the time in 1995, it was a qualitative research technique. And two things were said, David Cooperwriter said to me that there is no such thing as a neutral question. And what he meant by that is, if I asked you, tell me Dan how communication is, I don't know if you're gonna go positive, I don't go know if you're gonna go negative, but we'll wait and see. He encouraged us to ask questions to find solutions and to ask a question. So Dan, tell me about a time when communication was working really well in this organization or any organization. And then you would get that story. Mm -hmm. And I would say, what would be your image of exceptional communication continuous? What would this organization look like? And that would begin moving us from what is or was Good example of communication to what could possibly be. So he was teaching me the power of a question. And that same semester, I also had Ron Fry, who told me leadership is not about control, leadership in life is about influence. So both of them coming at me with this thing called appreciative inquiry. And I really learned that questions are a source of change. Conversations are a source of change, and you have to remember what you think and what you say and what you do influences your well-being in others. And, and over the years, that's probably the, the gift of appreciative inquiry is that anything you think, say, and do does matter.
0: I'd really like to get into some of the specific practices that people can be implementing. And in particular, I want to talk about your book, Conversations Worth Having. And I really like the book. I liked it so much that I bought a bunch of copies for all my organization and gave it out. And uh, And I would love to hear just some of your the, the key elements of Conversations Worth Having. In particular, you talk about the two simple practices that are important in our conversations. And maybe you could start with that, and then we could talk some more about uh, about the book and some of the concepts.
1: The two practices that we've learned with my co-author Sherry Torres and I through multiple conversations that we had is the practice of what we call positive framing, and the second practice is generative questions. Whether you start with positive framing or generative questions, it doesn't matter but you have to learn to do both. The um, the practices kind of cross over each other. So to give you an example, if you and I can be intentional that um, we're going to have a conversation about a problem. The problem is, and this is, we start with the first story in this book, was um, the ER room had poor performance and, and low stats, bad stats. So when you're trying to frame something, we call this the flip. You, what you would flip, the flip is sometimes obvious that the obvious thing is we want good performance. We don't want to talk about low performance because if you and I have a conversation of everything that caused the low performance, all we really g- get good at is understanding all the things that cause low performance. Right. And if we flip the conversation and we have a conversation about what allows for great performance what you really want to talk about is if we had great performance what would this place look like and in the case of the emergency room it would look like patients going to the right place at the right time the quality of care if we have great performance we have high morale on our team if we have great performance we have people showing up and loving working here so when you inquire into these phenomenons we call them Then you can build a strategy for great healthcare place. And then your stats are gonna go up that you're measuring. So part of knowing the flip is to be able to frame what it is that is the outcome of what you really want to happen. And then the other, the second practice is called a generative question. Questions are really key. And that goes back to what I said earlier, a positive question you can't always ask someone a positive question because when I've dealt with um, the plant closure, I've worked with some suicide organizations. There's no positive question. Nothing's going on. Great, mm-hmm. um, but a generative question is a question that deepens understanding, builds a relationship between you and me, shows that I'm curious, and shows that I want to help figure a pathway forward. And generative conversations take you to an open place where you can become more innovative and talk about what you wish to happen, what you would like more of. So the power of a generative question is really important. If this was natural, you and I wouldn't be talking about it and I wouldn't have to write a book about it. So a generative question is really important that it opens up the front part, they call it the executive part of the brain and that you and I are able to connect And think of ideas and innovations and think about it, the source of any change, good or bad in your life happens through the conversations you have in your head with yourself or the conversations you have with other people.
0: So learning to focus on what we want to have happen versus what we don't want to have happen and flipping those conversations, flipping those comments, flipping the teaching that we're providing for people, the way that we're working with our teams and our children and whoever else we're influencing to create that positive imagery. That's one of the big keys to conversations worth having, right?
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of science about this in sports and in medicine is the positive image the positive action? Mm-hmm. It's so important and it's so important for your well-being, which impacts my well-being, which actually impacts the overall health of the organization.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then when you talk about generative questions, I know I wrote down some notes in studying this concept from you and just stop me if you feel like you want to, you want to take off with any of these, but I wrote down that there's sort of six types of generative questions. So there's purpose questions which center around why is something important to us? Why is something that we're trying to do important to us? Why is it important for us to learn this skill? Why is it important for us to have this event that we're having right now? Why is it important for us to implement this change that we want to implement? And uh, getting to sort of the core purpose is, is the first type of question. And, and then there's high point questions, which are studying past moments of success, right? And anchoring in those stories of past success, which really activates our sort of right brain creativity When we anchor in stories of past success, you also talk about continuity questions, which are uncovering, you know, what people consider to be the best of what already exists uh, in an organization, in a team, right? As we develop these new innovations, as we head in this new direction, what are some of the things we've always been doing that we want to make sure remain constant in this organization or on this team? Uh, There's better image questions, which are things like a year from now, what would it look like if we have this right and that, that's getting people to see that future image of what we want to be how might we questions mm-hmm. right which are uh, you know basically exactly what it's described what, what what the name is right how might we be able to implement you know this or that or how might we be able to help each other accomplish this and uh, the question how might we i think gets people to be really gets people to be really creative about finding answers or solutions because might indicates possibility. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the last one is action commitments, right? Which is like, what are we going to do? Right. And taking all of this creativity and innovation for ideas and putting it down into what are we actually going to do now? What are the next steps that we're going to take to move in this direction? Does that summarize the forms of generative questions pretty well?
1: Yeah. And I'm going to give you my favorite one. And so, you you got it the core you call them like call them the classic ai questions appreciative inquiry one of my favorite ones is the wish question
0: the wish and, question
1: and it's kind of magical but that i might ask you at the end i'd say so tell me dan what are your wishes for how we can create this great team and this great organization so i always think the wish question is a real powerful question to ask at the end
0: yeah that's a great one for sure i like that
1: I really think my mission is now to teach people to have conversations worth having. And I'm asking you to spend about 80% of your life here. You're still going to have critical conversations and you're going to have just superficial conversations. That's okay because you're human. But imagine if you could change the tone and direction of your conversations people are going to move in a direction and create environments that work for all. And that's why we chose Barrett Kohler Publisher for the book, Conversations Worth Having, is that, you know, you want to create environments that work for all. And you can frame these conversations by starting from a good place of strengths, possibilities. And, you know, that's what I want to do is to just, if we could teach this, I think we would have Stronger community, stronger families, stronger organizations, stronger societies out there.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. If you click on the deals link on our podcast page, you'll see some tremendous offers from our podcast sponsors. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.